the Sports Voice, Country 103.9 WRBI, welcomes you to exciting coverage of area high school basketball action. Time now for WRBI's Countdown to Tip Off. Good evening, Hoop fans. Terrence Arney alongside the coach, hang on, the Hall of Fame coach, <laughs> Gary Sully. We are here at the Cougars Den. South Decatur High School, just a few miles up the road from Westport. And the Cougars are hosting tonight. They will be taking on the Mohawks of Waldron. The Waldron Mohawks come in. Very similar records, Coach, with these two teams. The Cougars, 9-10. and 10, And the Mohawks, I believe, uh, a perfect 9-9. Nine and nine. Uh, So both nine-win teams. Of course, Cougars got the one extra loss. And when you go down the list and just look at statistics, these two teams are very evenly matched. Um, should be a really competitive, hard-fought game here tonight. Yeah, the, the thing with um, with South is, as I was telling you earlier, they're big on they're shooting a three. They don't they don't get a lot of stuff in the post. Okay, um, they're going to put four guys out around the three point line and. They're not afraid to put it up. Now, if you if you let them sit there and shoot it, they can make them. Right. But if you get them, um, I watched them against North twice, and uh, if you get them moving off their spot, they don't hit them as, as a big a clip as what they do if they're standing. Sure. So, you know, if, if they're hitting their threes, it could be a very interesting ball game. And I haven't seen Waldron, but they've looked like they've got a little bit of size to them compared to South. South only got a couple kids that are – Six three or so, and, uh-huh. and it looks like Waldron's got six three, six four, pretty much three or four, three or four of them. So uh, it could be interesting to see because South's going to have to get some rebounds. They're going to have to dribble, penetrate, kick it out, um, and they got to hit some threes. Well, we will not use the JV game that was played earlier <laughs> as any indication of what will come here tonight. As the Waldron Mohawks pretty much ran the Cougars off the floor. Uh, I couldn't give you the the actual final, um, but it was probably somewhere a deficit, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 40 points. Uh, and, you know, and so we won't use that no, as no. a benchmark for what we should see here tonight. We've got about eight and a half minutes before tip-off. We want to thank you for joining us. Countdown to tip-off here on Country 103.9 WRBI. Should be, as we said, a great matchup. We'll step away momentarily. We come back with the tail of the tape as the Cougars get set to take on the Mohawks on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Need a provider who really listens to you? Someone you can trust and know will answer your questions? The family physicians at Decatur County Memorial Hospital promise to listen to your concerns and are committed to giving you the personal attention you deserve. To make an appointment, call 812-222-DOCS or request an appointment online at dcmh.net slash request. Decatur County Memorial Hospital, the quality care you want, close by. A Maytag washer can handle the tough loads with extra power to boost stain fighting on any wash cycle. The built-in water faucet is ready to give clothes a quick rinse or a long soak. Plus, the deep fill option delivers more water when you want it. Visit Garings to see how a Maytag laundry pair can help you power through laundry day. Garings and Maytag, 316 North Main, 
Batesville. Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI. Countdown to tip-off rolls on here at the Cougars' den, home of the South Decatur Cougars. They're set to take on the Waldron Mohawks here this evening. Other festivities going on here tonight. It is Hoops for Heart Night here at South Decatur. And, of course, with all the attention that was given, and rightfully so, to the Buffalo Bills secondary player, DeMar Hamlin, and the heart issues that we all witnessed right there on live TV. It's been a heightened awareness throughout sports at every level about the dangers of heart disease. And here tonight, this game um, is being played as part of the Heart Association's Hoops for Heart campaign that they've been running all month long. Also give you a, a heads up, if you would, of some other games going on throughout the area. South Ripley on the road to Aurora, Indiana tonight. They'll take on the South Dearborn Knights. Jacksondale on the road to Hope, Indiana to see the Hauser Jets. Franklin County tonight. They'll be hosting Greenfield Central. And the North Decatur Chargers also on the road headed to Liberty, Indiana to take on the Union County Patriots. And last night, the Batesville Bulldogs defeated the Rushville Lions, 68-36. And right here on Country 103.9 WRBI, we have the East Central Trojans as they traveled to Connersville, Indiana. And late in the fourth quarter, headed down the stretch, they fell to the Connersville Spartans. Final score there, 38-29. to Coach, you mentioned that you felt like the three ball was going to be part of this story here tonight. One way or the other, either the Cougars were going to be able to successfully make those three-pointers and really help them in their scoring. They scored about 56 points a game, uh, which is a decent clip. You can win a good number of games there, but when your opponent scores about 54, you don't really have much of a margin for error. Well, and and the games that I've seen them play, I mean, you get Jacob Scruggs. Jacob Scruggs is a player. Mm -hmm. Um He's one of their top rebounders. He's their top uh, three-point shooter. He's their top uh, scorer, um, and he's he's not afraid to dribble it, go go to go to the basket. Um, right. And he's one of the few that will actually take it and go to the basket, and then he'll kick it out. And then you know, hopefully, that they want their three-point shooters to be set and be ready to make take the shot. You know, if Waldron prevents him from penetrating, which is going to be difficult because you know what Jake's going to do, Jake is just going to do it. He's, he's just that quick. Right. But, um, you know, if, if Waldron is – in the games I've seen him play, um, the other team has been able to make the South shooters move. Right. And they're not near as good when they have to move. Now, again, they have – it's just like anything else. You have some nights when the three's dropping and you yeah. have some that it's not. And if they're, if they're hitting it, it, it – that's how their engine runs, and uh, like I said, they're not super huge on the inside. And when you got four guys running out here around the three-point line, if a shot goes up, you don't get a whole lot of offensive rebounds. Right, right. And uh, like I said, I mean, Jacob is one of their top rebounders as well, so he's not afraid to go in there and mix it up. But you know, South just has to do the things that they do and do them successfully. And and uh, it'll be interesting to see how Waldron come, goes about preventing some of this stuff. Let's go ahead and take a look at the tail of the tape. We'll start with the Mohawks. 
They'll be led tonight by head coach Bo Scott, his fourth year at Waldron, 33 wins to 53 losses. And South Decatur led by Jason Hacker in his first season here at South Decatur, 9-10 and 10 on the year. In their last outing, Waldron defeated Try an overtime thriller, 72-69. to 69. South Decatur all over Crothersville, 89-65. to 65. And these two teams have faced each other, Coach, about 38 times here in the last 35 years. And it's a close one. Waldron with the narrow edge. Waldron has 21 victories to South, 17 victories. In fact, they played each other almost a year ago to the day, back February 11th of 2022. South Decatur got the victory there. It was a 10-point advantage, 75-65. to And our good friend John Harrell is actually predicting a South Decatur victory here tonight, calling for a 59-50 victory, Cougars over the Mohawks. Got about two minutes here left before tip-off. We'll step away one last time. We come back, we'll have the starting lineups for you and get you set to go for live action from the Cougars' den. It's the Cougars and the Mohawks on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep is a proud sponsor of local athletics. I'm Michelle Galk, and at Batesville Chrysler, we value this community and the relationships we've built with our customers. As your hometown car dealer, we understand the importance of staying connected to the community. We commend all our student-athletes and their hard work and dedication. That's why we're proud to sponsor local sports coverage so that fans can stay connected no matter where we are. Remember, you can buy a car anywhere, but when you buy at Facebook, Chrysler Dodge Jeep, we can all work together to support the future of this great community. The Batesville Veterans of Foreign Wars invite you to their smoked pork chop dinner this Saturday. Come support this great veterans organization. From 4.30 to 7.30, they'll be serving up some delicious chops, sides, and desserts. Just $14 for adults and $7 for children 10 and under. Then stick around after dinner for a fun night of music from the band One Ton Monkey. Starting at 8 p.m. That's this Saturday at the Batesville VFW, post 3183 in downtown Batesville. Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI. And welcome back to the Cougars Den. We want to thank you for joining us for Countdown to Tip-Off. We also want to thank our sponsors that made this broadcast possible. Decatur County Memorial Hospital, Daring, Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, Great Plains Communications, Ison's Family Pizza, Bruns, Gutswiller, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Hurt Nelco, Fleetwood, Chevrolet Buick, SCI Fiber from Southeastern Indiana RMC, Mary Huntington Allstate Insurance, Margaret Mary Health, and Ivy Tech Community College. As they get ready, as we get ready here for the playing of the National Anthem, we'll step away one more time and come back with live action from the Cougars' Den right here on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. We thank you for not using tobacco products of any kind. At this time, we ask you to please stand and remove your caps. As the South Decatur Pet Band will present the, the South Decatur Pet Band, I'll play the national anthem. We'll be right back. You rely on your internet service to stay connected, meet deadlines, bring your family together, work, and learn from home. So don't settle for anything less than the best. 
Great Plains Communications brings you fast, reliable services delivered by our high-capacity fiber network. Brought to you by a local provider with over a century of experience. Call 877-839-9494 or visit gpcom.com to get your home connected. Speeds and availability may vary by location. Your local Lennox dealer, Burton Elko, is turning 50 this year. That's a long time spent respectfully satisfying the electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling needs of our customers through unparalleled service and competitive prices. Hi, this is Scott Lamping. Come check out our newly redesigned showroom. We have a nice supply of fixtures for you to see and touch, plus a large inventory of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling supplies and parts. Burton Elko, your local Lennox dealer, and so much more. We have respiratory therapists on staff that can help you rest easy. Our services include CPAP and BiPAP, the latest in oxygen technology, nebulizers, and more. Our professional staff will answer all of your questions and make you or your loved one feel at ease with whatever challenges you're faced with. Ask for us. Let our family take care of yours. Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI. Welcome back to the Cougars Den. We are almost ready to go for tonight's tilt between the South Decatur Cougars and the visiting Waldron Mohawks. The Mohawks in blue tops, blue bottoms, trimmed out with white letters and numbers with black trim. And for the home team, the Cougars in all white, white tops, white bottoms with burgundy numbers and letters trimmed in black. Coach, what do you have for starters for this evening? And at the third floor, a six-foot-six-inch junior. We'll get those to you here in just a quick second. The Mohawks are coached by Scott. These two teams, they seem set to go The uh, for the Waldron Mohawks. Uh, they've got number zero, a Lucas Mitchell, a 6'5", at the forward position. Also bringing in number one, Sam Atkins. Atkins, a 5'10", senior, also a forward. As well as number 13, Lucas Shaw, 6'2", guard, just a sophomore. And last but not least, number 40, Keith Settles, a 6'6", junior, playing forward and settles. Six foot, six inches tall. And for the home team. South Decatur Cougars. Number three, Jacob Scruggs. Scruggs, a six-foot 11th grader. Also, number, excuse me, number 11, Drake Scraggs, just a freshman, a 5'10", 150-pound freshman. Number 21, Colby Rathburn. Rathburn, 175 Pound uh, Junior stands in at five feet and eleven inches. Number thirty-one, Dale Peters. Peters, a six-three, hundred seventy-five pound senior. And last but not least, Lucas Ballard. Ballard, a hundred and fifty 
pound sophomore stands in at 6-2. Coach, you mentioned it, not a lot of size on the Cougars. The Waldron clearly has a size advantage. We'll see if they lean on that tonight, ready to jump things off. 23, Dorian Hacker at 6-6. He'll be going up against the 6-5, Lucas Mitchell for the Mohawks. Last second uh, last second adjustments here from the coaching staff. Ball is in the air, and the Cougars win the tip, but an immediate turnover. Not the way they drew it up, and back the other way we go. Mohawks with an opportunity to score first. They work the ball down into the right-hand wing, and they bring it back up top. Henderson has it here, sends it back to the right side. A three on the way, no good. Long rebound secured by the Cougars. Yeah, it looks like Waldron's wanting to do the high-low, have two post people want, you know, flashing top and lower post, and then they're moving it around, trying to get it to them, and then they kick it out. Ball on the right wing. It's going to settle up top, holding the ball there, surveying, looking across the defense is Jacob Scruggs. Scruggs looking, looking, looking. Directing traffic with his right hand. Waldron content to let him do it. And Waldron looking like they're in a 2-3 zone here, Coach. But Cougars are able to get inside, but they brought it right back outside. Up top now is Ballard. Ballard sends it across the floor. A nice cut by Scruggs. Scruggs sneaks in the back door, and the scoring is open. 2-0 Cougars. Yeah, like you said, they're they're running the zone and they were moving the ball around the outside and uh, Scrubs took a screen on the backside and came on the backside for the for the alley-oop. Shaw now for the Mohawks. They also able to get inside. Shaw gave it up, got it right back. Shot no good and a flat-footed Mitchell tried to get an easy one and it was swatted away. Good defense by the Cougar Scruggs now, bringing it up the floor. Got to go right down the lane and kick it out to the outside. Thought about a three, but pulled it back down. And now here comes a good look for Ballard, but he passes up on that three, and they go right to the rack. Does Dorian Hacker, and he gets hacked on his way to the rim. He'll shoot two. Yeah, on that 1-2-2 two, two, or 3-2 zone. That's that's open right there. As soon as he got it, he took it straight to the hole. Hacker, first free throw is good. They increase their lead to the Cougars. Three nothing. Been all Cougars so far. And he made it look easy from the free throw line. Gets them both. It's four nothing. Waldron yet to answer. Yarling brings it up the floor, hands it off for Shaw. Now down into the corner, the mystery man will call him number 10. We don't have a number 10 on our sheet, but we'll look for him uh, here a little bit later. And that's Sam Jones, I'm told, wearing the number 10 jersey. And Yarling gets it to go to break, or rather to start the scoring, break the seal for the Mohawks. Four to two, your score. Cougars with the ball now. Hacker on the far wing. Gives it up. Gets it right back. At least it was intended for him. But Scruggs steps in the lane and grabs that one. And a three-second violation. Is Scruggs got tied up there. Coach, and I'm 
Wasn't sure what he wanted to do. Wanted to get rid of it or try to go up for a shot. Well, and then they, they had two guys in the same spot when they threw it in there, and then they had both guys collapsed on Scruggs, and then, like you said, they kind of trapped him, and he had nowhere to go. Quick shot up for Yarling. Bryce Yarling, no good there. One and done. Rebound down to the Cougars, and off we go. Trying to get a foul call was Scruggs. Actually, pretty crafty move as he picked up his dribble and kind of throws the, the ball at himself into his defender so he could get his bounce back. Yeah, exactly, because any other time that would have been a travel. They go inside this zone, and they kick it right back outside, but that pass is going to be mishandled by Ballard. Goes through the legs, out of bounds. Waldron will take that one over. I'm not sure where Scruggs dreamt that move up. Well, exactly. <laughs> but it worked. I mean, that was a pretty smart move to throw it off his hand. Back the other way now. And Mitchell up top has it for the Mohawks. Going to shade to his right and come back left. They get it down into the corner. Three ball on the way. Got him. All three of those for Cameron Henderson. And a good-looking shot. And don't look now, but the Mohawks have a one-point lead, 5-4. After the great equalizer, that three from the corner. Yeah, Walden right now is doing a really good job of preventing the three-point line and forcing South to go inside, and they're, I don't think they're real comfortable going in there. So it, right now they're not dribble penetrating into this zone. They're just kind of throwing around the outside. So Scruggs goes back to that same play, try to get a rake-through foul call, but they give him the foul but not the shot. So simple side out, but we've got a shot, a straightaway three way off the mark for Hacker. Rebounded by the Mohawks, Mitchell. Mitchell to the front court. They dump it in low, just below the volleyball free throw line. Didn't like that. Tried to bring it back out. And another three-second violation. The big men are starting to camp out, Coach, and they're not going to have it tonight. Yeah, he he had it for a while, and then when he threw it out, he just didn't get out soon enough, and he just kind of, like you said, camped out down there. (laughs) And they're keeping a close eye on that right now. That's two three-second lane violations. That honestly, it's not a call you see a lot in high school, but we see two here tonight. Meanwhile, Scruggs is going to bring it up the floor with 331. Cougars trail by one. Five, four, your score. Calling for a screen on the left side of the floor. Gets one on his right. Goes back to his left. Picks up his dribble now. Got bailed out by a teammate. Gets it back at the volleyball service line. Kicks it back outside. Three ball coming. Wave it off. Coach, can you believe it? Another three-second violation. Well, Scruggs got it inside, and he did a great job trying to find a shooter. It took him a little bit, and when he did, then he just stopped. He, if he'd have came out, right. then he'd have been fine, but he just stopped and watched the play after that. Clearly a point of emphasis for this game is we've had three, count them, three, a three-second violation called already. 5-4, your score with 2.53 left in the first. Mohawks on the right wing, dribble back behind the back. That's not going to work. Cougars pick his pocket, go back the other way. Inside, then back up top, three ball coming, got him. Dale Peters with the straightaway three gives the Cougars the lead once again, seven to five. They seem to like that straightaway three. They've made two of those so far tonight. Yeah, if you get Peters sitting like that, he's going to make more of them than he misses, and they did a good job getting it down inside and then kicking it back out to him, and and, uh, Waldron didn't – 
recover. Another Waldron turnover. They just throw this one away. Cougars will oblige. They bring it right back up the floor. They dump it down on the baseline. A little bit of room to work there. Splits two defenders and lays it in. Dorian Hacker with the two-point basket. He looked good on that one, Coach. Good footwork. Got between the two defenders and laid it in for two. Yeah, he got there before the other guy had a chance to come over and double-team him or come down and double-team, but they did a good job finding him, and he good, solid move to the basket. Waldron trying to answer. They go to their big man, Mitchell. Mitchell, a couple of dribbles on the baseline, being guarded by the much smaller Scruggs. But Scruggs made it difficult for him. And Mitchell will be fouled, uh, fouled on the play. That foul actually is going to go on Hacker. The team's first, Hacker's first. And meanwhile, Mitchell strolls to the line. First. Free throw is good. He's got one more coming. 9-6 down. Cougars on top. I have been surprised. Not much flow to this game. I thought it would have been a bunch of up and down, but it seems like these zone defenses are slowing these teams down a little bit. And just as I say that, they got a three ball from the near wing. Drake Skaggs drains the bottom of that one, 12-6. Forget what I was saying. Well, yeah, but you got to look at South's got four, four turnovers and Waldron has three already, and that, that kind of, you know, you, you can't give up opportunities like that. Mitchell from the volleyball service line. First try, no good. Rebound, put it back. Good, the second try. Mitchell doing work inside, 12-8. Scruggs brings it up the floor. They've inverted that zone now. It's a 3-2, coach. Trying to prevent dribble penetration. And it did momentarily slow Scruggs down, but he did get a nice pass inside for Dorian Hacker. Hacker gets fouled on his way to the basket, and he'll go back for another trip to the free throw line. And again, makes it look easy. One shot remaining. That one was a little bit short. So he splits the pair, 13-8. Under a minute now here in the first. Mitchell with a head of steam. Puts on the brakes. Mid-range jumper, no good. Tipped out to Scruggs. Scruggs, 3-2 break. Passes it up ahead. Laid it in for two. Then Drake Skaggs. Say that three times. Scruggs to Skaggs. Yeah. Mitchell hurrying back on offense. Kicks it out for a three. No, sir. Rebound Mohawks, and he gets clobbered. Keith Settles was there. And once again, Hacker, appropriately named as he just clobbered Settles. That's his second foul, too, so we'll see if they go after him here. Meanwhile, Settles from the line gets his first free throw. And, Coach, this is my first time seeing these Cougars play. Boy, they score in bunches, don't they? Yeah, they do. And I mean, if you can let them get out and run, they're gonna they they were pretty good. It's 15-10 now, and it felt like it was 5-4 just a few minutes ago. A pass cross court to the near corner. Three ball. No, sir. It's gonna go out of bounds as Waldron couldn't squeeze the rebound. David Miller had his hands on it briefly, but it goes out of bounds. So if 19.5 seconds. 
Cougars not necessarily interested in the final shot here. They, they got that three up with plenty of time left in the quarter. And now they slow it down and work it around the arc. Ball's up top with Skaggs. He gives it to Scruggs. Scruggs, Euro steps his way in the lane and high off the glass. I don't know if he called glass or not, Coach, but he got it to go. And that, that's going to end that first quarter. 17-10, Cougars on top. We'll be back after this on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Welcome to a place where everyone deserves to be better protected, where technology has your back, where you can have better protection and keep more money in your pocket, where you can have protection for your car, your home, your phone, and even your digital identity. You're in good hands with Allstate. Contact Batesville agent Mary Huntington today. Local Batesville agent Mary Huntington is ready to help you. Allstate and affiliates offer products and services subject to availability terms and conditions. Southeastern Indiana REMC is now offering high-speed fiber internet to its members. Choose from the basic, plus, or premium residential packages with speeds from 100 megabits per second to 1 gig. Prices range from $64.95 to $109.95 per month. And there are no data caps. Get the connectivity speed you need at a price you can afford. Visit SEIREMC.com or call 800-737-4111 to check your address eligibility and sign up for service today. SEI Fiber, connecting at the speed of light. Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI. WRBI's presentation of high school basketball being brought to you tonight by Decatur County Memorial Hospital, Garing, Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, and Great Plains Communications. After the break, a steal for the Cougars and a hard foul at the rim as Jalen McMurray... Had a breakaway opportunity. Mohawks not willing to let that one go. Make him earn it instead. So McMurray at the line for two. And the first free throw is good. Got another one coming. Good on the second as well. Mohawks trying to answer here down at nine, and it happened in a hurry. Ball on the near wing. With 24, David Miller, they switch courts. And with a foot inside the arc, settles. Gets the long two, 19-12 now. Yeah, that was a good shot by him. He just took a couple dribbles. They gave him an opportunity, and he stepped in and was able to get that mid-range. And got it in rhythm, Coach, and I think that was a big part of that one, being successful. Speaking of in rhythm, Dale Peters again, this time from the far wing, way downtown. Another three, and it's a 10-point lead for the Cougars. Well, and again, they let him sit out there, get his feet set, and when you get that, he's a pretty good shooter from out there. Waldron now struggling a little bit with their offense. Down the lane, Mitchells picks up his dribble as he stopped, but he just hands it off to Settles. And that was big to big there. They may have found something that they like, Coach. That was made to look extremely easy for the Mohawks. Yeah, I don't I don't know why they really don't. They're not really posting those guys and right. using them down there. They're a lot bigger and stronger. They're just not. 
you know, they're giving them on a high post, and then they dribble down, but they're not really being aggressive and going after it. We'll see what they do after this ball goes out of bounds. Last touch by the Mohawks, so Scruggs and company will continue. Scruggs gets into the lane. The floater won't go. Bounced all around the rims, but couldn't find its way down. Mitchell brings it in quickly, gets it up the floor for Yarling. Yarling maybe rushed a little bit. That shot won't go. Back the other way. Another three. Gets his own rebound. Steps back behind the line. Another three. Also no good. Another Cougar rebound. Guess what? Another three on the way. No, sir. And this time Waldron, who'd seen enough, they jump in there to get the rebound and then a foul on the loose ball called against the Cougars. Well, Coach, you told me. You told me before the game started that they like to put up the three ball, and oh, my, my. Right. Well, and, I mean, they're outsized on the inside most games they play in and, and, uh, that same way tonight. But, like, you know, they've got guys that can shoot it if you let them sit there and just shoot all night. That was back-to-back-to-back three-point attempts. None of them went down. Mohawks finally got in. And look at that strong man, big man, move to the basket. Mitchell absorbs the contact, goes through the defender, able to go up and under and get his layup to fall. And he was fouled on the play. So an opportunity for an old-fashioned three. And, Coach, to your point previously, this is what Waldron needs to be doing. Yeah, and he did a great job going after that. You know, he just put his shoulder down and went after it. Cougars, though, being true to themselves, looking to keep things going. That time, Scruggs tried to sell the foul, but nobody's buying it. As his shot goes straight up in the air, and Mitchell comes down with it, goes coast to coast, but his shot's no good. Cougars coming back the other way. This time being brought up by McMurray. McMurray finds Scruggs here on the near side. A double team for Scruggs and tried to send that one down on the baseline. He was looking for his teammate, Lucas Ballard, but Ballard decided to zig, and Scruggs wanted him to zag, and a miscommunication. That ball goes out of bounds. 22-17, five minutes left, and Mitchell is trying to take this game over. Misses his shot, but a foul, an infraction called on Mitchell. Second foul. I'm going to say he was over the back there. But he's really being aggressive down there. That's the one thing early that he wasn't, neither one of their big men are really going after it. He, he's really picked it up a notch. We'll see what these two fouls do to him. Ball sent to the near corner, but instead of the three, a baseline drive for Ballard, but it's laying, won't go, just off the rim. Missed the bunny. Mitchell back the other way. There they go with that high-low pass, but couldn't finish. He's begging for it down low. Entry pass is too hard. Bounces off his hands, back the other way. Nice bounce pass inside for Scruggs, but he couldn't handle it cleanly. And just moving maybe a little too fast. That ball's going to go out of bounds, so they foiled on the fast break opportunity. The score remains 22-17. Mitchell single-handedly has kept the Mohawks in this ball game, Coach. Yeah, he has, and, and like I said, he's picked it up here in the second quarter. And South already got six turnovers. And now Mitchell getting some help. Lucas Shaw with a quick first step right down the right-hand side of the lane and lays it in for two, 22-19. Oh, my goodness. They forgot all about Ballard. He walks through the back door and lays it in for two, 24-19. 
Mitchell back the other way. Corner three opportunity. No. Mitchell's going to bang inside. Tries to finish with the right hand. No good. Gets his rebound and puts it right back up. Two more for Mitchell. 24-21. It's a one-possession game. Yeah, right now, South doesn't have an answer for Mitchell. He's just a man in there just taking it to the basket. South's got a half body up on him a little bit. Scrubs inside the reverse layup. No good. Mitchell there to clean up the glass. Mitchell pushing it up the floor. And to your point, they have no answer. Goes around the first defender and lays it in with the finger roll. And that is enough, says Coach Jason Hacker. He calls a timeout. 24-23 right here on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. At Margaret Mary Health, they mean it when they say they're committed to providing the utmost care to our community for generations to come. For physicians and staff, working at Margaret Mary is more than a job, it's a calling. And when they care for patients, they're often caring for family, friends, and neighbors. Margaret Mary is proud to call this community home and promises to give all it takes to serve you well. Margaret Mary Health, generations of care. Don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. This is Ty Fleetwood, sales manager at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, located at 950 North Michigan, Greensburg, Indiana. I want to invite you to visit us at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We have Greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. Thank you for shopping at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI. WRBI's presentation of high school basketball brought to you in part by Ison's Family Pizza, Bronze Gutwiller, and George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. 3.05 left here in the first half. Cougars had a great start, but the Mohawks really battling back. They outscore this Cougar team 13-7 thus far in the second and much of that work on the back of 6-5 senior Lucas Mitchell Mitchell 7 points so far here and he's been a one man wrecking ball well yeah I mean they put their other big man in but I'm not sure he may clog things up they might be better off to spread it out and give it to him and say just take it to the basket well that looked like when he went off the floor that's when Mitchell got going you're right exactly Scruggs got it up top holding holding looking to get some action running goes off to his left they go inside Hacker puts it on the floor and the double team comes in a steal Mohawks an opportunity to take the lead no the entry pass denied Quick hands and quick feet by Colby Rathburn. Scruggs from the far, excuse me, from the near corner. That ball was way off, Coach. Yeah, that's that's not common for him. He's usually a little more accurate than that, but I think he's getting a little aggravated because he cannot get it inside. And you might be right. Meanwhile, three from Yarling. No, he pulls it back down. Cross-court pass, three from the opposite end of the floor. Got him. David Miller, and don't look now, but the Mohawks have a two-point lead. Wow. Yeah, he did a good job finding that from the top of the key down in the the right corner. Cougars got to figure a way to get back going. They work it around the arc. Scruggs 
Goes down the baseline right into the trees. Kicks it out. They move it around. Three ball. No, sir. Hard off the back iron. And that ball bounced and hit one of the cables, one of the suspension cables supporting uh, the goal. And they consider that out of bounds. So, Right now, Waldron's doing a really good job in that zone, preventing any type of penetration. And once the ball gets inside, then they're collapsing on it. Yeah. And they're having a, Sal's having a hard time getting it back outside. Mitchell up and under. Two more for Mitchell. 28-24. Mohawks on top. Scruggs going to hand it off. And up top, the ball is with Peters. Peters to Rathburn. Back to Scruggs. Got a man on the near wing. They go down to the post, and that's a lot of height down there. They kick it up top. Scruggs, straightaway three. No. Mitchell, excuse me, settles, rather, with the rebound. He hands it off to Mitchell. Mitchell's going to bring it up the floor. Tallest man on the floor, and Scruggs able to pick his pocket. The layup is good. That's good defense there. Just man on man. Two-point ball game. Mohawks still in front. Yeah, Scruggs has some of the, the quickest hands I've seen. I mean, he can, he'll can he pick your pocket two or three times a game. Meanwhile, a dribble drive all around the world, went all the way around the yard and darted inside, did David Miller, and he got met by two or three Cougars. And Hacker picks up his third foul before the half, Coach. Yeah, they're bringing, they're getting him out of there, and they need him in there because that's about the only size that they have. And also, probably they're one of their pure threats from three. Mitchell, excuse me, Miller rather, David Miller at the line misses his first free throw. He's got another one coming. He missed them both. A golden opportunity there. Oh, speaking of golden opportunities, they call a travel during the exchange to hand that ball off to get the offense going. I'm not sure if they were saying it was Scruggs or. Well, I think McMurray got the rebound, and then Rathburn kind of ran into the back of him, and he kind of pushed him, and he drugged that back pivot foot. So it's going to be a turnover, and the Mohawks will inbound it right underneath their own basket with under 20 to go. They've already got the two-point lead, so if they take care of the ball here and a, and a whistle away from the ball. Yeah, I didn't see that at all. I'm not exactly like you said. He was 20 feet from the ball, so I don't know. Yeah. It says he held him. And clearly a tough assignment. Mitchell elevates, drains the mid-range two, and... Scruggs, the answer, good if it goes, no, sir. And after the end of one, the Mohawks battle back and have a four-point lead at the break, 30 for the Mohawks, 26 for the Cougars. We'll step away momentarily. When we come back, we'll have halftime statistics and get you ready to go for half number two. Here from the Cougars' den, you're listening to Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Ivy Tech Community College has your game plan for a winning future. From short-term certificates to associate degrees, Ivy Tech offers more than 30 programs in high-wage, high-demand careers, including advanced manufacturing, 
business, healthcare, and information technology, flexible class options, frozen tuition, career coaching, and employer connections are all offered at the Lawrenceburg and Batesville locations. For more information, email r11express at ivytech.edu. Need a provider who really listens to you? Someone you can trust and know will answer your questions? The family physicians at Decatur County Memorial Hospital promise to listen to your concerns and are committed to giving you the personal attention you deserve. To make an appointment, call 812-222-DOCS or request an appointment online at dcmh.net slash request. Decatur County Memorial Hospital. The quality care you want close by. Make cleanup easy with a new Whirlpool dishwasher. You won't have leftover dishes to hand wash with the flexibility to fit tall items in the adjustable upper rack and room for 14 place settings. Plus, you can skip scrubbing and pre-rinsing when you use the boost cycle. Shop Garings to see how Whirlpool dishwashers can help you manage your family's mealtime messes. Garings and Whirlpool 316 North Main, Batesville. Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep is a proud sponsor of local athletics. I'm Michelle Galk, and at Batesville Chrysler, we value this community and the relationships we've built with our customers. As your hometown car dealer, we understand the importance of staying connected to the community. We commend all our student athletes and their hard work and dedication. That's why we're proud to sponsor local sports coverage so that fans can stay connected no matter where we are. Remember, you can buy a car anywhere, but when you buy a Facebook Chrysler Dodge Jeep, we can all work together to support the future of this great community. The Pizza Rock is back. Look for the Pizza Rock in Batesville area's parks, trails, or playgrounds. Sometimes the rock appears in the downtown area. If you find the Pizza Rock, return it to Ison's Family Pizza ASAP. That way we can hide it again. Redeeming the rock will get you a credit for a large single topping pizza. Hashtag Ison's Pizza Rocks. Get your business on the fast track to success in 2023 with fiber-driven technology business solutions from Great Plains Communications. Our fast, reliable internet will give you the performance that only fiber can provide with the full suite of services to fit every industry from small businesses to large enterprise. All this delivered by a local company with over a century of experience. Join our network of successful businesses. Make the switch today at gpcom.com. Speeds and availability may vary by location. This is the Halftime Show from 103.9 WRBI. Now, let's take a look at game stats and area scores. And welcome back, Hoop fans. Terrence Arney alongside the Hall of Fame coach, Gary Sullins. We're here at the Cougars Den at South Decatur, where the Cougars find themselves trailing. Score 26-30. The Cougars... Really looked sharp early on. They had that three ball working. Had built as much as a 10-point lead. In fact, after one, they led the, the Mohawks 17 to 10. But we thought in this game, we talked about it at the countdown to tip off, that the Mohawks had a size advantage. But for whatever reason, it took them a while to impose or to use that size advantage they did there in the second quarter because they were able to flip the script and when they were down seven they actually close out the first half with a four-point lead 30 to 26 the score 
And, Coach, I mean, you called it uh, in terms of South Decatur and and it's out of necessity, right? We know they don't have a lot of size, and so the, the jump shooters are going to have to really make their shots. You said it to me before the game. You said it off air. Uh, nuts and bolts of it, live by the three, die by the three. And early on, they lived, and they lived good by it. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, like we talked about, they, they have to be able to set their feet and get the shot off. And Waldron in this zone is doing a really good job if South gets it down inside, which they try to dribble penetrate. Right. Once they do that, they're shutting it off. And once they shut it off, they're able to, to trap it down there. And yep. then once they get it out, then they're able to recover well enough that the, the South kid has to take a couple steps, and they're just not as good shooting it from that way. And Waldron is doing a heck of a job. Once South is putting up a shot, they get one shot, and they're pretty much done. Yeah, Waldron down here, there's been several situations where they've offensive rebounds at a time, and South's not going to be very uh, competitive if you're going to give up that many offensive boards. And then they really, they being the Mohawks, the Mohawks just got serious about winning. And they just turned it over, put it in the hands of their big man, Lucas Mitchell. And throughout that second quarter, uh, he was a problem uh, for North Decatur, getting anything he wanted, uh, was really working hard, cleaning up the glass, layups, left side, right side, floaters, you name it. And then, as you pointed out, he got the mid-range game working and a couple of step-back twos, some long twos as well, uh, that really helped them. That kid's got 14 here in the first half, and unfortunately the Cougars have no answer for Mitchell. Uh, In fact, Scruggs has drawn the defensive assignment, and as we saw as the quarter ended, Mitchell was like, really, you got this small guy on me? He just elevated, rose above, and drained another mid-range jumper. Yeah, and and that's tough for Scruggs because Scruggs isn't near as tall as he is. but. Um, and, you know, kudos to, to the Waldron kid. It doesn't bother him. No. Put, put him on me. I can play against a guard, and he's a big kid. I mean, he's got big legs, and, and he's not afraid to go in and mix it up and bounce around a little bit, and that's what's got him to where he's at. I mean, all of a sudden, he just kind of started the engine and then just started banging and going after it and being aggressive. And that's where, when he started going, you know, getting the points, that whole, that second quarter, mm-hmm. he just blew it out. And I think he outscored South on his own in that quarter. And, uh, you know, South is going to have to find an answer to him, and they're going to have to make him kick it out and force some other kids to make make some plays. And South is going to have to come up with an answer to be able to dribble, penetrate, kick it back out, and get some shots from their three-pointer three-point shooters that are get them stationary where they're going to be able to hit that shot. And one place where they might be able to slow him down if Scruggs can pick him up in the full court. Surprisingly enough, for a kid his size, he does the majority of the ball handling for the Mohawks. And in fact, there toward the end, or beginning rather, the second, uh, Scruggs was able to pick Mitchell's pocket as he was lackadaisically bringing it up the floor. The much smaller but quicker, speedier guard able to get that ball away from him and took it back the other way for two points so if he picks him up in the full court to kind of agitate him a little bit or you know make him work harder to bring it up the floor might get a turnover or two out of that let's take a look at the scoring we'll start with the mohawks as we mentioned they are led by lucas mitchell mitchell with 14 points sam uh, excuse me uh lucas shaw has five Keith Settles, the other big man with six. David Miller has three. And Bryce Yarling 
has two. For the South Decatur Cougars, Jacob Scruggs and Dale Peters, they both have six. Drake Skaggs and Dorian Hacker, they both have five. And Lucas Ballard and uh, Jalen McMurray, they both chipped in two points apiece. One more thing, as we mentioned, uh, tonight is Hoops for Heart for Kids. That is a fundraiser uh, by the American Heart Society. Their goal is to help schools learn as much as they can about heart health and raise funds to protect the hearts of everyone, especially kids, through fun activities. They'll discover ways to take care of their hearts and brains while practicing kindness, gratitude, and learning ways to de-stress. The goal for South Decatur in their Hoops for Heart was to raise $6,328, and to date, they've raised $6,328, and get this, 13 cents. So... By 13 cents, they have met and exceeded their goal. Congratulations to South Decatur, their fundraising effort for Hoops for Heart. We'll send it back to the station. Take a 30-second timeout. Come back for the start of the second half. You're listening to Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Hurt and Elko, your local Lennox dealer, is turning 50. Hi, this is Scott Lamping. Hurt and Elko is a team-oriented company. I want to thank our entire team, past and present, for making Hurt and Elko the leading provider of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling in southeastern Indiana. And to all of our customers from the last century, on behalf of all of us here at Hurt and Elko, we appreciate the faith you put in us and will never take it for granted. Hurt and Elko, your local Lennox dealer, celebrating 50 years of excellence. The Sports Voice, Country 103.9, WRBI, Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville. And welcome back to WRBI's presentation of high school basketball brought to you by George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Hurt Nelko, and Flitwood Chevrolet Buick. The Cougars start off this third quarter, run a set play to get a lob and good to go. A nice pass from Scruggs. He set that one up nicely. Nice little lob pass over the top, over the outstretched hands of both Mohawk bigs. They lay it in for two. It's a two-point ball game now. Mohawks quickly answer as they go directly inside. And a two-point basket from Sam Jones. 32-28. Cougars working the ball around the arc. They go inside and right back outside. And into the zone, skipping down the lane to get it to Scruggs. And he is not just double, triple team. Ball's going to go out of bounds last. Actually, no, a foul, rather. Foul, a reach-in foul on on Scruggs. They'll bring it in underneath their own basket. We made mention of Hacker with three fouls before the end of the first half. And as you can imagine, he starts the third quarter on the bench. We'll see how long Coach can keep him there. Scruggs has it on the far wing, going up against Mitchell. Elevates. Shot no good. Rebound. Waldron. He just had too much mustard on that one. Can't find the range. These last two shots have been a little off kilter. And uh, another air ball for Waldron. Back the other way. Scruggs quickly through the D, and he's fouled before he gathered for the shot. 
he put so much pressure, coach, on these defenses to try to stop him or slow him down. Yeah, and that I mean that's the thing with, with Jacob. He he's gonna get his time going to the basket. It's just a matter of what he does when he gets in there. I think he's rushing things a little bit, trying to put a little bit too much on it. Cougars bring it in, a simple side out. Scruggs has it up top. He's going to give it up to Skaggs. Skaggs passes it over to Ballard. Scruggs gets down on the baseline and elevates for the ball, and a loose ball foul there. Scruggs is trying to get the rebound. Just his second and team second. Well, on that one, he did a great job. Last two, he's done a great job getting in there. He's just making – they're making the the shot hard for him, so he has to do some things, and then the shot's not falling. Really clogging and packing up the lane are the Mohawks. Mitchell has it at the top of the key. Using that off arm to create some space. No one in the gym like that. No call, though. Meanwhile, reverse layup no good. Tight rope down the baseline, and then they throw it away. Scruggs fakes the three, drives inside. The bunny no good. Straight up, straight back down. Mohawks the other way. Reverse layup. Got him. Yarling. The second bucket of the night, and he is fast. Mohawks still up, 34-28. Cougars get inside, just above the volleyball service line, but that shot won't go off to the right side. Yarling gets the rebound, and he'll walk it up, take a little air out of the ball here. Then he turns on the Jets. Pulls up, stops, pops, and drops. A nice little mid-range shot there. 36-28. Timeout for Waldron. It's a full timeout. We'll be back in just a second on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, free delivery and caring for their customers' needs has been their way of business for over 30 years. It's not something new and will always be what George's family values, you and your family. It's easy to switch. Go to georgespharmacy.com and request your transfer or call any of their 10 George's locations. We are here for you. Free delivery before, now, and always. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. Welcome to a place where everyone deserves to be better protected, where technology has your back, where you can have better protection and keep more money in your pocket, where you can have protection for your car, your home, your phone, and even your digital identity. You're in good hands with Allstate. Contact Batesville agent Mary Huntington today. Local Batesville agent Mary Huntington is ready to help you. Allstate and affiliates offer products and services subject to availability terms and conditions. Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI. High school basketball on the sports voice. Brought to you by Hurt and Elko, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC. 36-28 after the Waldron timeout. The Cougars really working hard to get something going offensively. Scruggs for three, no good. And out of bounds, last touch by the Cougars, the Mohawks. 
able to hold the Cougars in one way or another to one shot and done, one and done. Of course, they've got the size inside for the rebound. And on that one, the Cougars just couldn't get a hold of the rebound. It goes out of bounds. Scruggs is going to pick up Yarling, three-quarter court. They go to Mitchell. Mitchell drives down the baseline, banging all the way. Oh, his layup no good off the rim. Cougars back the other way. Yeah, he tried to tip that offensive rebound if he'd have grabbed it. There's another turnover. Peters drug his foot, trying to get a little bit of a hurry there. Yeah. But on that Mitchell baseline drive, these referees don't have a problem allowing him to create space for himself. That's the second or third time I've seen him bumping and banging going down the baseline. Well, and that's one of those things. You tell your guys, if they're going to allow it to happen, just just keep doing it. Eventually, if they call it, you stop. But... Mohawks working it around the arc right now on the near wing. They go inside to Saddles. Saddles gets blocked. But the Mohawks get the rebound after the block. Wide open lane. No good. Shaw thought he had one there. Uh, Excuse me, Jones. Sam Jones thought he had one there. The lane opened up beautifully. Could get it to go. But on the other end, Scruggs stops and starts. And then a baseline jumper, good for Scruggs. 36-30. That's their first points in quite some time. Only four points so far this quarter for the Cougars. And a nice inside move. And a layup for Sam Jones. The defense rotates late and commits the foul to add insult to injury. Jones go to the line to complete the three-point play. So that's another Cougar. Ballard will join Hacker with three fouls. Jones can't complete the three-point play the old-fashioned way. Misses the free throw. Cougars back the other way at Yarling with the steal. Full head of steam. Tried to spin out of contact, but as he was beginning to spin, he had his pocket pick. Yeah, that was a good move by Peters. He was able to stick his hand in there. Oh, my goodness. They forgot all about Skaggs. Skaggs just stepped through the back door. <laughs> was all alone underneath and able to lay it in. 38-32. And what a swing because the Mohawks were about to go up by 10. And instead, it was a six-point game momentarily in now it's an eight-point, 40-32. to 32. Scruggs drawing a lot of attention. Hands off in the corner. Double team coming. Skips it all the way across the floor, but skipped it out of bounds. Well, again, he got the ball down in the, in the corner, tried to dribble, penetrate, and then picked his dribble up. And then he had nowhere to go. They double teamed him. He tried to th- throw a bounce pass across the, the baseline and ended up bouncing it out of bounds. And it seems like Waldron, I've seen it a couple of times, there must be something on tape that says the Cougars love those corners because as soon as they go to the corner, that double team is right on top of them. Yeah, another turnover there by Waldron. A good steal there for the Cougars, an opportunity to cut the Waldron lead. Cougars have it up top, working from side to side. McMurray, dribble penetration, then kicks it out top. Back to the near side, three ball on the way. And Dale Peters. Drains the three. Cougars hadn't seen one of those in a while, and boy, did they need it. It's a five-point ball game as Mitchell picks up his dribble, sends it inside, scrubs, giving Yarling all he can handle. But 
Trying to go around, tries to spin, spins right into contact, throws up a circus shot, no good, scrubs the other way. A 3-2 break. Done the right way, but oh, just missed on the execution of the layup, coach. Yeah, I think he heard footsteps on that, and he kind of short-armed it, just didn't get it up high enough to get it in the rim. Beautiful bounce pass to get it to him. And yeah, he just didn't finish the play. 40-35 with a minute 22 left in the third. Mohawks trying to hang on to this lead. Cougars battling back. Mitchell gets it across the timeline. Hands it off to Settles. Settles approaches the three-point line and gives it up. Yarling going to run some clock here until Scruggs comes out on him, sends it into the corner. They dump it down onto the post, back outside. And Mohawks now showing a measure of patience. Now they launch the three. Got it. Settles from the near wing, 43-35. It's an eight-point game once again. Cougars. McMurray to Skaggs. Skaggs has it up top. I don't know if that was a kickball. It was. So it'll stay with the Cougars with 31 ticks left here in the third. Cougars find themselves trailing the Mohawks by eight. They flip it out up top. McMurray couldn't reach it, but Scruggs was there. Scruggs into the lane, kicks it out. Straight away three. Got him. And to your point, Coach McMurray had time to get his feet settled and put that one right through the net. Meanwhile, Mitchell driving down the right side of the lane, kicks it out to the corner. High arching shot, no good. Scruggs with the rebound. He's got about three seconds on the clock. Pulls up. Nothing. Oh, you could hear the collective breath being held by this gym as that shot went up. Would have been good but didn't find the range on that one. So with one quarter left to go, Cougars 38, Mohawks 43, right here on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Southeastern Indiana REMC is now offering high-speed fiber internet to its members. Choose from the basic, plus, or premium residential packages with speeds from 100 megabits per second to 1 gig. Prices range from $64.95 to $109.95 per month. And there are no data caps. Get the connectivity speed you need at a price you can afford. Visit SEIREMC.com or call 800-737-4111 to check your address eligibility and sign up for service today. SEI Fiber, connecting at the speed of light. At Margaret Mary Health, they believe prevention and early detection are key in the fight against breast cancer. That's why they recommend all women receive mammograms yearly starting at age 40. When it comes to technology, Margaret Mary offers advanced 3D mammography to their patients. If you can't afford a mammogram or your insurance doesn't cover it, financial assistance is available thanks to funding from the Indiana Breast Cancer Awareness Trust. To find out if you qualify, call 812-933-5134. Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI. And the Mohawks waste no time in the opening moments of this fourth quarter. Another three drained by the Mohawks' Lucas Shaw. This game being brought to you by Mary Huntington Allstate Insurance, Margaret Mary Health, and Ivy Tech Community College. Terrence Hardy here alongside the Hall of Fame coach, Gary Sully. 
And these Mohawks doing all they can to get things going. Mohawks picked up right where they left off. They ended the quarter with a three. They start the fourth quarter with a three. It's a 46-38 ball game. Scruggs just above the free throw line. No good. Gets his own rebound. Pulls it out beyond the arc. They work it to McMurray. They go inside. Hacker back in the game now. Base, a, a dribble drive from McMurray, then back to Scruggs up top. Splits the defenders, but sends it right into the waiting arms of the defense. And Waldron picks up the pace with Mitchell. Mitchell sidesteps the defender, but they call a foul as he Euro steps his way to the free throw line. It's interesting to me, Coach, this year watching high school basketball, how last year virtually every player that attempted a Euro step was called for traveling. This year, they're letting them go. Yeah, I... Being old school, <laughs> that's <laughs> not a, hard for me to understand that. Yeah, not a fan of the old Euro step. Mitchell no. gets his first free throw but splits the pair as the second one doesn't go down. It's a nine-point lead. A full head of steam for Hacker, and he lost the handle just as he got to the rim. Had to pull it out. They work it around the arc. Scruggs sends it over for three. And a bucket for Dale Peters. And to add insult to injury, the three-point shooter was fouled. Peters will go to the line to try to complete the unicorn, the four-point play. Wow, and they could use all four of these. Doesn't finish, though. Misses the free throw. Mitchell brings it up the floor. McMurray defending. Again... This time, they call the offensive foul. And to Mitchell's credit, he's wondering why it's called. He doesn't understand because he's been doing it all night long. Well, and that's, that's one thing I've always talked about here recently. They, all, they, they, they allow it the whole game. And then, in, I mean, it's the same in a college game or yeah. whatever. They yeah. bang down there, and then all of a sudden they'll call a little ticky-tack. And you kind of wonder about that, but, you know. Like I said, I used to tell my guys in football and baseball, do it until they tell you you can't. Well, it seems like they're telling Mitchell no more of that dislodging the defender. Hacker goes in, and then McMurray with a steal. His attempt to put that one up, though, won't go, but he was fouled. And this could be a four-point trip for the Cougars. Business is picking up here in the fourth quarter. Two shots. The crowd is really getting into it. We even got competition at the scorer's table. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> business is picking up. One more shot here for McMurray. Brilliant steal as he stayed back for the inbounds pass, got it, and then quickly put it up on the deck. He was fouled, and he makes both free throws. And again, Waldron was about to go with a 10-point lead. Instead, it's just a two-point ball game. What a t- twist of events there. Yarling sprints down the floor, gets it back on the wing, and uh, Scruggs is truly harassing him, staying right with him, gets a screen. Oh, but they're going to get 
51, Avery Seegers. Seegers bumps him off his pan. And that's it. No more fouls to give for either side. They'll be shooting the rest of the way. Waldron going to inbound this one underneath their basket. They get it to Yarling with the two-point lead. Screen. Yarling goes around. Quick first step. And Mitchell sets such a good screen. No way for Scruggs to stay in contact. Yarling lays it in for two. 49-45. Hacker. Back outside. This three won't go. Rebound. Tapped away by Settles into the hands of Mitchell. Mitchell brings it up the floor. Got McMurray on him. Kicks it outside. Three ball from the far corner. Nothing there. Student section shouts air ball as the Cougars come back the other way. McMurray steps into a three. No good. Battle for the rebound. Mitchell comes away clean. 5-14 left, four-point game. Yarling straight down the lane. Not going to go. Put back, not going to go. Long rebound for Mitchell. And McMurray instantly in his chest. Mitchell trying to get around McMurray. McMurray puts his hands up at a backdoor cut. Proves fruitful as Jacob Lindsay gets an easy two. 51-45, six-point lead for... The Mohawks, McMurray from side to side. Gets inside the arc and steps back out. Scruggs, head fake, puts it on the deck. Sends it out for McMurray in a turnover. Yarling, the finish, no. Chase down, block from behind. They tip it out, but the Mohawks there to get it. And Mitchell says, settle down, fellas. They try to slow things down. Mitchell behind the back to get around Scruggs. Baseline pass is tipped. Oh, the home crowd doesn't like that. I'm not going to lie. I think it was the right call. Just looking at it from here, it was. It looked like it was off of Peters, but Peters looks awful surprised. So, <laughs> You know, the tough thing for these refs at this level, there is no such thing or benefit of replay, and these are bang-bang plays. You do the best you can. Right, especially inside like that. Mitchell hangs in the air. His... Jump shot will not go. And Hacker's going to bring it up the floor, trying to get inside. Does. Contacts, but the shot won't go. Hacker will shoot two. And, Coach, despite the size advantage that the Mohawks have here in the second half and here down the stretch, Cougars have not been afraid to bang with them inside. Yeah, I think their offense has been a little more aggressive, especially in the fourth quarter. And then defensively, they've done a much better job defensively on them down here. Problem is, they're not able to get these free throws to fall like they should. One shot remaining. So Hacker misses the first. The second one finds its way home. And it's a five-point ball game with four minutes to go. Full-court pressure now. They picked Yarling up, three-quarter court, but he's able to get across the timeline. Hands it off to Shaw. Shaw shakes his man, goes back to the wing. A three-point basket, no good. High off the iron, over the backboard, out of bounds. 
you know, coach is standing there telling him he needs to run a little bit more clock before he throws it. I mean, that, that shot's going to come to you all day long, yes, so yes. there's no sense going after it that early in the clock. Speaking of early in the clock, Scruggs launches a three. Nobody underneath to rebound. And Yarling gets it and quickly into the offensive set. And a timeout for Waldron. We'll take one as well. 327 left, 51-46 Waldron on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. This is Ty Fleetwood, sales manager at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, located at 950 North Michigan, Greensburg, Indiana. I want to invite you to visit us at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We have Greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. Thank you for shopping at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI. High school basketball on the sports voice brought to you by Ison's Family Pizza, Franz Gutzwiller, George's Pharmacy, and Medical Equipment. 327 left in the ballgame. The Mohawks maintain a lead throughout this second half, and they're clinging to a five-point lead now here in the fourth. They have the ball out of the timeout, running some action here on the right-hand side of the floor. But good man-to-man defense now by the Cougars, able to disrupt the flow of their offense. The ball is here on the corner. They send it back up top with Mitchell. Mitchell gives it up, three coming and going. Lucas Shaw with a long three from the left-hand wing. 54-46. That was the shot they wanted. And ball knocked out of bounds. You can bet that that timeout, Waldron's coach basically told him, you run run it unless you get something open. Right. I was surprised he took the three as like he did, but he was wide open to take it. Scruggs trying to get it to the corner. That ball ricocheted right back into his lap. Stays with him. And he's seen a constant double team all night long tonight. That pass deflected by the much taller 6'5 Mitchell. Taps it to himself. Brings it up the floor. Ball now on the right wing with Shaw. Shaw in a little bit of trouble. Sends it back up top. Mitchell has it. Calls for a screen. He wants a screen on his right side. That could have been called as he hooked Scruggs to give him some space. Three ball, no good. Rebound, Hacker. Hacker, going to go coast to coast on this one. Puts them in the spin cycle and lays it in. The confidence that Hacker has played with after he came back from the bench has been remarkable. 54-48, going for the steals on every ball now. Mitchell calling for that screen again. Instead, Just dribbles straight to the free throw line. No good. Tries to sell a foul, but no one's buying. Well, right now, Waldron's the one that's getting one and done. And defensively, they're allowing South to get back in it. And again, Hacker, not afraid, takes it right to the rack and is going to get Mitchell in a foul, and that is Mitchell's fourth. He's one foul away from disqualification, and Hacker is on the line to shoot two more. Yeah, right now you don't want him out of the game because he's bringing the ball up against the press. 
and he's the one that you want in there at this point because you know they're going to press you. Yeah, Hacker. Good on the first. It'd be a two-point or two-possession ball game. Should he make the second? And he does. 54-50, a minute and a half left to go. Every possession matters now. Mitchell with Scruggs on it. Scruggs able to tap it away briefly. And a timeout by Waldron when the ball was in the air, if you ask me. But we'll take a timeout as well. Four-point ball game. Waldron on top. Right here on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Ivy Tech Community College has your game plan for a winning future. From short-term certificates to associate degrees, Ivy Tech offers more than 30 programs in high-wage, high-demand careers, including advanced manufacturing, business, healthcare, and information technology, flexible class options, frozen tuition, career coaching, and employer connections are all offered at the Lawrenceburg and Batesville locations. For more information, email r11express at ivytech.edu. Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI. WRBI's presentation of high school basketball being brought to you tonight by Decatur County Memorial Hospital, Garings, Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, and Great Plains Communication. A minute 25 left in this ball game. Waldron holding on to a four-point lead, 54-50. Cougars at one point in this game down by as many as nine. But they've been battling back, battling back. Tenacious defense and really aggressive offense has got them to where they are here. Just down four with a minute 25 to go. Well, and I think Waldron a little bit is playing like they're the ones that are down. Yeah. Because they're running like that last one. They're running up down the floor, and they, they're wild with the ball. And I, I'm almost positive the ball hit the line, but they yep. didn't miss it. You know, and almost threw it away. So, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things where they're kind of playing into Sal's hand a little bit. Yeah, so, uh, Waldron definitely showing an element of desperation uh, for a team that actually has the lead. Mitchell to bring it in. Scruggs will be all over him. Scruggs leaping in front of Mitchell. They send it to across the timeline for Yarling. Yarling going to bring it up the floor. Gets into uh, the right wing and then pulls it right back out. He's being shadowed by Ballard. You know, they're kind of slowing it down here. They're playing a double stack on the on the upper post. and Trap came popping. over, almost got the ball, but Mitchell goes right to the free throw line, then gives it up, and now it's under a minute. They've got a foul if they're going to do something. Yarling makes a move to the basket. Shot no good. Rebound to Waldron. They've got a foul, Coach. Dribbling and dribbling, and they get a steal instead. Scruggs up ahead. Layup good. Now it's a two-point ball game with 41 seconds. We'll keep it here because this one is coming down to the wire. We will reset for you. On the previous Waldron possession, Coach, as you pointed out, they were simply trying to run clock. They had the two-possession lead, a four-point ball game, and from side to side, Waldron was working the ball back and forth from the right wing to the left wing, back and forth. 
Well, and he got himself in the corner over there, yep. which allowed South to double team, and then nobody popped up here to give him an outlet to get it to him. And once they did come up, he had nowhere to go. I mean, he couldn't see him, and they stripped. They came in from behind and stripped it away from him. Yep, I believe it was McMurray that made the play and fall into the ground. McMurray able to shovel it up ahead to the sprinting Scruggs, and Scruggs did it. Did the rest with a full head of steam. Laid it in for two, and now it's a two-point ball game. 41.1, and all the pressure in the world, Coach, is going to be on this Mohawk ball handler. Yeah, exactly, because the South right now has kind of got that. They're just kind of going after things, and they're just scattering everywhere, which is really hard on an offense because you don't know where it's coming from. So um, it'll be interesting to see how Waldron adapts to this. So Shaw is going to pull the trigger. And he's got both bigs near and in front. And a steal. He stepped right in the middle. Scruggs kicks it out. McMurray for three. Off the rim. Rebound out to Scruggs. Scruggs has the ball. Goes into the defense. Kicks it up. Hacker's going to let it fly. Way off. Gets his own rebound and is fouled. Hacker goes to the line for a one-and-one. With an opportunity to tie this ball up at the free throw line. Hacker's last trip, he made them both. His previous two trips, he split. See, and that's the difference between here lately because South wasn't getting any offensive rebounds. It was a one and done. Yes. And here lately, they've been getting the rebounds. Hacker's first one. Good. 54. 53, and Waldron's going to try to ice him. Waldron's going to take a timeout to ice him. We'll take 30 seconds as well. 54-53, Waldron by one on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Need a provider who really listens to you? Someone you can trust and know will answer your questions? The family physicians at Decatur County Memorial Hospital promise to listen to your concerns and are committed to giving you the personal attention you deserve. To make an appointment, call 812-222-DOCS or request an appointment online at dcmh.net slash request. Decatur County Memorial Hospital. The quality care you want close by. Southeastern Indiana's sports voice is Country 103.9 WRBI. WRBI's presentation of high school basketball brought to you tonight by Hurt and Elko, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, and SEI Fiber from Southeastern REMC. It's a 54-53 ball game. Waldron leads by one, but the Cougars hacker who set a good portion of that third period in foul trouble. But when he came back in the game, he has been a man on fire. He's at the free throw line. He made the front end. And he gets the second one. So pure, the net didn't even move. Game is all tied up. 44-44. Mitchell's going to bring it up the floor. Scruggs is going to harass him. Eye on the clock. 16 seconds, Scruggs and Mitchell up at the center, SD. Trying to push him off. Screen comes, he fights over the screen. They send it to a corner. Three, it's blocked. Hacker blocks it, but it gives it right back. Oh! And he drains the three. 
Oh, my goodness. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. A three from the corner. A three from the corner. And the shooter there, I believe it was Shaw, that posted up for that three-pointer. Hacker came out of nowhere and blocked the shot. Blocked the three-point shot, but as the ball was still in the air, the Waldron shooter regained possession of the ball and put it right back up again. And on the second attempt, that shot drained nothing but net, and it gives Waldron a two-point lead. They call it a two, not a three. This is huge. This is huge. Yeah, and they gave them three seconds back on so, three seconds on the clock now. So, so let's reset. Yeah, the initial shot was a three. It got blocked. The Waldron shooter collects the ball, takes a step inside or at least a foot on the line, makes the shot, but it is a two, not a three. And then they add time on the clock. They put three seconds on the clock. That's an eternity of time. If you handle it the right way, keep in mind, Waldron, in the double bonus now. They'll be shooting on any kind of foul here, but they've got to get it in the length of the floor. Here we go. Ball is inbounded. They get it to Scruggs. Scruggs pulls up. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he pulls up from just across half court. And the ball from our vantage point, Coach, looked like it was right on line and pure. But that one falls just a little short. No bucket. And the game ends with the Waldron Mohawks getting the two-point victory. And you got to feel for this kid, Scruggs. You can see it on his face. Everybody in this gym thought that ball was going in, looked like it was going in. Well, even his teammates were jumping. Yeah. I mean, they thought it was a done deal. It was going in the hole, and it was just a little wide, uh, you know, because if it had been just, just a fraction, more, it would have nothing but net. Yes, no doubt about it. So the Mohawks hang on. They get the victory, 56-54. We'll step away momentarily, come back to tie a bow on this one. You've been listening to high school basketball on Southern Indiana's sports leader, Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. A Maytag washer can handle the tough loads with extra power to boost stain fighting on any wash cycle. The built-in water faucet is ready to give clothes a quick rinse or a long soak. Plus, the deep fill option delivers more water when you want it. Visit Garings to see how a Maytag laundry pair can help you power through laundry day. Garings and Maytag, 316 North Main, Batesville. Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep is a proud sponsor of local athletics. I'm Michelle Galk, and at Batesville Chrysler, we value this community and the relationships we've built with our customers. As your hometown car dealer, we understand the importance of staying connected to the community. We commend all our student athletes and their hard work and dedication. That's why we're proud to sponsor local sports coverage so that fans can stay connected no matter where we are. Remember, you can buy a car anywhere, but when you buy a Facebook Chrysler Dodge Jeep, we can all work together to support the future of this great community. 
The Batesville Veterans of Foreign Wars invite you to their smoked pork chop dinner this Saturday. Come support this great veterans organization. From 4.30 to 7.30, they'll be serving up some delicious chops, sides, and desserts. Just $14 for adults and $7 for children 10 and under. Then stick around after dinner for a fun night of music from the band One Ton Monkey starting at 8 p.m. That's this Saturday at the Batesville VFW, post 3183 in downtown Batesville. You rely on your internet service to stay connected, meet deadlines, bring your family together, work, and learn from home. So don't settle for anything less than the best. Great Plains Communications brings you fast, reliable services delivered by our high-capacity fiber network. Brought to you by a local provider with over a century of experience. Call 877-839-9494 or visit gpcom.com to get your home connected. Speeds and availability may vary by location. This is the Post Game Show on 103.9 WRBI with a look at the final game stats and scores from area games. Welcome back, Hoop fans, here at the Cougars Den. And what an exciting night of basketball we have had for you here Back and forth ball game, and the business picked up down the stretch like none other. But when it's all said and done, on a miracle shot from the corner, after a miracle block, the uh, Waldron Mohawks escape with a two-point victory. They defeat the home team, the South Decatur Cougars, 56-54. That's your final score, and... There's so many twists and turns down the stretch on this one, Coach. It was really hard to keep up and keep track of what was going on. You had the Cougars able to get a steal when they were down two, get a steal on the inbounds play from the Mohawks. They attempted a three to try to take a one-point lead. That shot wasn't any good. Then they attempted a a two-point putback shot that also didn't go. But as Hacker came in crashing the boards, he was able to be fouled, a loose ball foul. But because the Mohawks were over the limit, he goes to the line for a one-and-one. He's able to get the first one to go. And, man, let me tell you, after struggling during that second half from the free throw line, he really got things going in the fourth. Was, If I'm not mistaken, in the fourth, he was probably darn near perfect. May have missed one in the fourth. Um, going down the stretch, five of six down the stretch. He makes the first on the front end of the one and one, makes the second, and that ties the ball game up at 54-54. On the ensuing Mohawk possession, they bring it up the floor as Mitchell is being all kind of harassed by Scruggs. I mean, they're sharing the same jersey. Scruggs is on him so tight to the point where Mitchell has to give it up, sends it into the corner, and Hacker comes out of nowhere as a spot-up three-point shooter is about to release the three. Hacker comes over and partially blocks that ball, and with the partial block, the ball spins straight up in the air, As Hacker goes by the shooter, the ball comes right back down into the shooter's hands, takes one step inside the three-point line, and delivers a baseline jumper that results in a two-point basket. They reset everything. They put time back on the clock. So with three seconds left, the Cougars have one last guess 
to either tie this game up or perhaps come away with a victory. And they have the perfect play drawn up. They send it right up the middle into Hacker's hands. And as soon as the defender comes over, he sends it off to his left to a streaking Scruggs, who was uncovered at the time. Scruggs gains possession of the ball, takes two dribbles, maybe two, maybe three steps past half court, and he releases, and everything in this gym was silent. As the ball was in the air, and you could see the rotation, it was a good shot. It looked from our vantage point to be dead on, and a collective sigh as that ball just keeps going and just barely touches the bottom parts of the net. It was a missed shot, a missed opportunity. Time expires, and the Mohawks get away with the two-point victory. Well, the way this game went, you almost expected that to go in. Yes. I mean, yes. That's, that's just the way it went. I mean, the, the Waldron kid, when he shot the ball um, with time going down, I mean, it was almost an off-balance shot. He yeah. just kind of threw it up there, and it went in, and you expected that one to go because that's just the way this game has gone. Right. And it's been – it was just one of those games of streaks because, you know, you had um, you had Mitchell – had a, a, a great second quarter, yes. and then he only got one free throw in the second half. And then Hacker for South has a great fourth quarter, yeah. and that's was that was the difference in the game was those guys raising up when the, when it needed to be done and and got their teams in positions to win. Yeah, this too, of course, a conference game, um, and you could tell the way this game was played that it mattered to both of these clubs. And uh, credit the Mohawks, they wouldn't go away. They wouldn't give up because um, there was a port point in this ball game when it looked like the Cougars were about to run away and hide. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow, some way, well, I know how uh, the Cougars put it on the back. Uh, excuse me, the Mohawks put it on the back of Mitchell, and he really went to work inside and could just about get any and everything he wanted, no matter what kind of defense they brought. But he found himself in foul trouble late with four fouls. And that pretty much limited his offensive prowess. Uh, he couldn't afford to get that fifth one, uh, but he played with four to his credit and did, you know, did exactly what his team needed him to do. And uh, they get away with the victory. What, what do you have there on scoring? Well, for South Decatur, and again, this is unofficial, so don't quote on any of this. <laughs> Jacob Scruggs ended up with ten. Uh, Skaggs had seven. Uh, Hacker had 14, and again, the majority of that was in the fourth quarter. And Peters had 14, and Murray had uh, McMurray had seven. Um, for Waldron, Mitchell had 15, and Yarling had eight. Shaw had 13. Lindsey had six. Jones had four. Miller had three, and Settles had 11. And Shaw, with his 13, he had um, 11, 11 of those, mm-hmm. eight, eight of those in the fourth quarter. And he's kind of, well, he's the one that made the shot from the corner yeah. that put him ahead. So, you know, different people did what they had to do in order to get the victory for Waldron. And it, South did what they had to do. They just came up a little short. Yeah, I feel like... Uh... The Mohawks was two players in double digits, and like you said, Shaw had the hot hand late. He makes the game a winner. And then for the Cougars, what's really interesting and, 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 and a luxury um, for Coach Hacker, 
the Cougars, their scoring was well-balanced all the way across the board. I mean, sure, you had uh, two guys in double digits, but look at how many had, had six and eight. I mean, just some balanced scoring yeah. all throughout uh, that their starting five there. Um, man, just I can't say it enough, just a great – Highly competitive game, and as I mentioned yeah. on, during the broadcast, it even got competitive at the scorers' table. Yeah, exactly. You know, but Scruggs, he didn't score all that much. He had ten points, but he did a lot of other things. I mm-hmm. thought in the first half he kind of forced it a little bit and was trying to do a little bit more than he needed to. And uh, in the second half, I thought he felt a little more comfortable in his skin and just like you know what, I get it to the people that are going to score. And he had, like you said, there were key opportunities for everybody at the end. You know, in the second half, uh, Peters hit a couple threes in there to help out, and then you like, you know, we talked about um, uh, the um, the coach's son, mm, Hacker. Uh, Hacker. Mm-hmm. He um, came out and did you know what he had to do in the fourth quarter because yeah. he didn't get to play in the third quarter, and he hadn't done that in the first. But all of a sudden, things opened up for him. And I tell you, you, you know, you're talking about him being aggressive. He had four fouls on him. And he just kept taking it to the basket. He there really were a couple did. times where if, if Walter had stepped in, yeah, he would have been gone. But he wasn't afraid to go in there. You know, a lot of times you're afraid to go in there and go get that rebound or go in there and take that tough shot because you think you're going to foul out. Exactly. But he just laid it all out on the line, and you got to give him a lot of credit for that. Man, no doubt about it. And you can't help but, I mean, you, you shouldn't, but you can't help but wonder how the complexion of this game would have changed had Hacker been able to play in that third as hot as he was in the fourth, if he could have gave you half of that in the third, this game probably plays out a lot differently. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, him sitting there might have been the thing that kind of ticks you off a little yeah. bit. You know, I want to be playing. Right. And, and so it comes out in the fourth quarter and just takes it out on Waldron, which is what you want to do. You know, you don't want the kid to sit over there and pout. Right. You want him to come on and take something. You know, hey, you got yourself in this position. Now you got to get yourself out of it. And he did a great job doing that. And again, South did what they had to do with the people that, you know, that they had to do it with. You know, score when you need to, get the ball wherever it needs to go, made the adjustments at halftime to get themselves back in the game and stay. And they kept coming back because yep. Waldron would get ahead by 10 and then and then South would come back. And then Waldron would jump out another six or eight and then South would come back and put themselves in a position um, to win the game at the end, which is, you know, you never want to lose, and I'm a, a horrible loser, but <laughs> on the same note, you know, you just want to have the opportunity at the end to win. And, you know, win or lose, both teams could say they did that. Yeah, exactly. Both teams played well enough to win, and both teams had an opportunity late to get it done. So our final here, 56-44, the Mohawks get the victory. Cougars fall to 9-11 and on the season, and the Mohawks, they improve their record to 10-9, and nine, and that's going to do it for us here for this one. Make sure you tune in on tomorrow as we've got regional championships for you all day long tomorrow. First game, a tip-off at 1 p.m. Pre-game will start around 12.45. It'll be Coach Scott Smith and the Jacksonville Lady Eagles. Uh, they'll be doing battle in their region. And then later on at 4 p.m. with pregame at 3.45, it'll be the Lady Raiders, the South Ripley Lady Raiders. They, too, in regional action. And we'll have all of it for you right here on the Sports Voice. So from all of us here at WRBI, including 
Skyler Sigmund back at the station. Skyler, thank you so much for everything that you do there. For my partner in crime, the Hall of Famer himself, Coach Gary Sully. This is Terrence Arney saying thanks so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your sports week. You've been listening to High School Basketball on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com.